are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network one of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions we do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads but on a case-by-case basis if you're interested in that contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, $10, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. So you guys all know me. I love to love movies. I mean, I literally in my best of 20, 2019, 2020, I don't know, this whole year-ish phase of COVID has been a whole thing. 2019, I brought up Six Underground among my best of 2019, which is a hot take and a half. Watching Tom and Jerry, uh, directed by Tim Story. This is a Tim Story joint. This is a fucking, he's an auteur. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> Um, the legendary Tim story, the legendary Tim story, who honestly, he might've made the best fantastic four movie currently out there right now. I'm sorry. His name is not Roger Corman I, uh, out in wide release. We, we could go there. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, all right. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't see that caveat. I, in my years as a critic have never felt this defeated by a movie. I watched it. In my bed, because it, they said, hey, you got the option for 4K HDR on my HBO Max, and I got a really nice TV. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll pass on this one. And maybe the HDR or 4K could have made this movie better. But as I reached the end of it, I passed out afterwards. Like, it was just so overwhelming. So many characters to follow. So many plots that weren't the two titular characters, Tom and Jerry. And... I literally afterwards had to watch Magnolia for uh, a Patreon episode on my podcast. And I was just relieved to realize, oh, there are less characters to follow in this movie. (laughs) My name is Nathan. We're talking about Tom and Jerry here. Here with me, I got Trevor. Hi, everybody. And I got Elliot who definitely looks like he loved this movie more than anybody. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, talk about Defeated, man. This was just... This is just this is just horrible. This is a really, really bad movie. <laughs> I'm going to start with how everybody else... What, what is your relationship with Tom and Jerry, Trevor? I am... Like, as, as the character, not the movie that you endured for 101 minutes. Right, no, I, I am a longtime Tom and Jerry fan. I grew up watching Tom and Jerry 2.30 in the afternoon on KWGN, I think was the name of it. Denver's 2 out of Colorado that we got up here blessedly from where, where I grew up in Casper. Wyoming and that was that was my go-to cartoon every afternoon that's that's what I did and like I felt that passage of time when all of a sudden school got out at three and I could no longer watch Tom and Jerry and it was this great injustice but I, I was a big fan from way back in the days where they were showing me episodes that they don't show anymore <laughs> <laughs> and I just I really love 
all of the terrible, awful, horrible things that mouse does to this cat. And that's why I signed up for this, is I'm like, well, I don't have high expectations, but I'm a fan of the property. Let's see what we can do with it. Yeah. And that was exactly the reason that I signed up, too. I also am a really big Tom and Jerry fan going way back. Sometimes I feel like an old person because my favorite cartoons growing up were the Looney Tunes, Rocky and Bullwinkle, and Tom and Jerry. And probably in that order. You know, Tom and Jerry has always kind of been recycled and a little bit cheap and kind of always borrowing off of the Looney Tunes. It is what it is, but this movie is almost nothing. We were talking before, it feels like Tom and Jerry have been stitched into a bad comedy, but if you remove Tom and Jerry, that bad comedy itself is is almost less than paper thin. You've got this plot about Chloe Grace Moretz cons her way into a high-end hotel job in yeah i'll get into what you can call a plot which i mean there are a lot of storylines going on in this movie which is insane oh my god (laughs) jesus this is like game of thrones for kids i literally i'm telling you guys magnolia has more of a connection between the characters than this movie (laughs) you know tom and jerry is a cartoon that i would watch whenever it was on it would make me laugh it's not necessarily like i wouldn't put it up there with looney tunes or anything else but it was one of those shows that like in that span of boomerang where i'm watching like cartoon network at a certain amount of time during the day if tom and jerry's on i'm fucking watching it like it you know, it's solid, you know? Mm-hmm. Basically, this movie goes as such. Jerry needs to move into a fancy hotel. There's like a whole scene where it honestly reminded me, if anybody is a deep cinephile and has seen the Brian De Palma film High Mom, it's, it literally opens up with Jerry going through the opening of High Mom. And then basically he ends up moving into this fancy hotel that also hosts weddings. Like you said, Elliot, Chloe Grace Moretz plays Kayla, who cons her way into a job there, and there's a mouse problem there, and Kayla needs to hire Tom to get rid of him before this wedding happens that is a whole other subplot. Yeah, it's it's a big Instagram-friendly celebrity giant society wedding that's being hosted at this five-star hotel. I was surprised that this was like that Instagram was referenced in here because this feels like a movie that was set on the table from like 2006 and then it just jumped <laughs> out into 2021. Well, it was clearly shot no later than like late 2019 because there are large gatherings of people without masks and it's in New York City and it, it's very non-COVID friendly. Yep, yep, yep. 2019 is when this was shot. I just had to check. Do we even know if COVID bumped this? Because this also feels very much like a let's let this sit on the shelf because we know it's a giant steaming pile of shit. Yeah, yeah. The filming had to end because of COVID-19. Which honestly, to be frank, as far as, which, you know, actually I'm not Frank, I'm Nathan. If You you can hear Frank on other reviews. <laughs> He's um, not here. There's, yeah, yeah. Elliot and I just did a record with Frank. Oh, I love Frank. Anyways, Frank, I love you. There's your shout out because you apparently shout me out in other reviews that I don't listen to. Um, (laughs) He did, actually. (laughs) (laughs) There is no reason for this movie to have so many human subplots. I know it's an easy way to keep your budget down. But there's no integration between this world that you're living in where I guess there are some cartoons and some actual humans. Maybe the animals are all cartoons. It seems that 
animals are all cartoons is is, is how this is represented. That's what it seems. It, it seems that way, but I... I mean, I'll jump in here. Like, I didn't hate this as much as you guys did. I, I thought this was fine. Um, oh, man, I envy you. It's it's not for me. I, I like... There's not a complaint you guys are going to make tonight that I can defend against. Like, yes, any time spent away from Tom and Jerry in this movie is time wasted. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, who is a fine actress, she's a, she's a great Wonderful actress, I think, actress, is given nothing to do here. She plays this kind of very street savvy but still strangely awkward character who is somehow not as street savvy as some of the other characters and not as awkward as other characters. So she's kind of stuck in this weird vanilla middle ground and they just don't give her much to do. And that that's the problem, I think, with a Tom and Jerry film. What are you going to have Tom and Jerry do for 90 minutes? Exactly. Tom and Jerry works great as a short subject. They chase each other around the house. The cat runs into an ironing board, gets a... a but that's the opening to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, unfortunately. Right. A movie that was made almost 40 years ago. Which... <laughs> and and that's kind of my note here, is this, this was fine. Like, I am going to show this to my girlfriend's kid. I think th- that's who the target audience is. That's who it's going to key with. Um, and there's enough Tom and Jerry slapstick in here that it kept me entertained, but those beats are few and far between, and I think there is just a little too much time wasted on the human element of this. Like, I don't think Tom, Jerry, and then the two Instagram lovers ever actually have a scene together. Yeah. It's just this whole thing, and then there's Chloe Grace Moretz, and then she's got this other story with these cartoons. And yeah, it just it seems like this weird Frankenstein monster. But at the same time, I also didn't hate it. Like I was like, well, this this was fine. I got to see the mouse torture the cat. That's what I wanted. Advertised and delivered. I will say Tom and Jerry somehow integrated with this world a lot better than some of the other animated characters. Oh god, yeah. Spike looked fucking weird yeah. in this movie, and I cannot put my my finger on why he looked so phony and then Tom and Jerry looked better but you know otherwise yeah I think this is a it's a fine kids movie it's not going if you're 30 and and looking for some deep cut Tom and Jerry uh satisfactory millennial kind of throwback that's not here this is just a I mean it's a really cheap movie if you're someone who notices stuff about movies you'll notice that there are multiple times where they cut corners and take opportunities to keep the animated characters out of the frame yeah the thing with me and Trevor, God, I wish I could have a modicum of not not love, but at least like indifference to this movie that you do. And I, Elliot was on the review for We Can Be Heroes. I understood that this was not for me. If I watched this as a 10 year old or even a five year old Nathan, I would honestly feel pretty insulted. Agreed. I'm like, I'm trying to get Tom and Jerry. I'm not trying to follow all these human characters. I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I've said this a few times since watching this movie, which defeated me. I almost would wish that movie out of existence just to not endure the pain of this movie. Well, and that's the problem, is anything that has come out since Roger Rabbit, yeah, from the 80s until now, just has not worked as well. Yeah, totally. And I don't know what the pepper in the pot is. I don't know if it's actually hand-drawn cell animation. I don't know what it is, but I think this is perfectly on the shelf keeping in mind space jam missed me by like two years i was just about two years too old for that movie to hit with i watched it and i'm like what the fuck is this people younger than me love it i was a few months old when i watched space jam now yeah 
people who are younger than me love that movie, and and maybe it has this deep childhood nostalgia. I don't know. It didn't do anything for me as a teenager at the time. It's not a good movie. I would, I, you know, I'd say if you like Space Jam, this is a movie that punches right in that caliber. Like, I, I disagree, man. I think it punches well. I, I don't like Space Jam, and I think it punches well below yeah. Space Jam's caliber. I mean, you were saying you're going to show this to your girlfriend's child. I would show Garfield... Looney Tunes back in action or the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie with fucking Robert De Niro. Are you talking to me? Way before I would show them this. I mean, this is, this is, there's, there's so nothing to this. I think no, the at, true disappointment of this movie is just that there is so little Tom and Jerry in this movie. I would argue they have like Agreed. a fucking Anthony Hopkins and Silence of the Lambs level screen time in this movie. It's it's ridiculous for a hundred minutes. It really truly feels like they are at, generously in fifteen minutes of this movie. But I'm gonna get into final thoughts because honestly, I can't handle dogging on a movie for this long. Elliot. <laughs> what would you give this man i mean yeah i just uh, i don't know what more to say about this it is so paper thin i i almost guarantee you trevor you said something earlier like how do you stretch tom and jerry into a 90 minute film and i think that that was a legitimate conversation that happened in a movie studio right. some producer said well i have this script that i both pulled out of my ass and off of a shelf um, we could just shove them in there and everyone went, okay, that sounds fine. And we'll hire work for hire director, Tim story and Chloe Grace Moretz, who is a great actress, but needs the money. Ken Jeong and Michael Pena are unfortunately playing themselves really in the most annoying way. Yeah. I, I like Tom and Jerry. I like slapstick animation. I picked this kind of going surely these really hackneyed half animation half live action movies from the early 2000s surely that genre is mostly dead and it's not it's it's that nightmare is unfortunately alive and well in tom and jerry i, I cannot go any higher than two out of ten rapping pigeons <laughs> and trevor you know what uh like i said i'm not the hater here nor am i like the at i'm not going to go to the ropes to defend this movie there's there's not much here to defend it is paper thin the plot it doesn't work but you know what does work in this for me is there is probably i don't know a five minute segment in the middle of this movie where tom is trying to get across an alleyway because jerry is enjoying a martini in the window uh, of, of the building opposite and for about five minutes we've got a pretty solid tom and jerry cartoon shoehorned into the middle of this movie. Tom and Jerry's day on the town in New York City. I think it's a missed opportunity, but there was some quality stuff in there. Anytime Tom and Jerry were on screen, I was pretty well delighted. Anytime they were off screen, it felt like time wasted. Um, it's nothing that your kids are going to want to pick apart, but it does make for a bit of a slog as an adult looking for some uh, a kick of nostalgia. I'm going to give this one a 5 out of 10 animal tornadoes. Yeah, for as much as I want to, I want to love any movie I watch. I mean, I've said this multiple times. I really, truly want to love any movie I watch. I couldn't do it. I'm with Elliot. This to me is like a two out of 10 fucking human subplots that I didn't need. I think what you said, Trevor, with there is like a decent bit of a Tom and Jerry movie. I actually agree. There are some moments. There's like a Rube Goldberg machine they do where I'm like, oh, this feels like the original comic, but that's really me glimpsing. It's like me looking back at the most toxic relationship I ever had and think of like one solid moment I had. 
and realizing, nope, one good date. Nope, it's not. <laughs> it's not fully there. Yeah, that one good date. That it's like <laughs> that Rube Goldberg machine just felt like the movie flashing its money at the screen for a second, and I was like, "Fuck you!" I wish they would have done more of it though. Like when the final climax is just a big beef out, you know, animal cloud fight. I'm like, oh, that could have looked so much cooler. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll I'll argue. I think every single scent was shown on the screen. It was mostly put into the wedding in the third act, and then like in some briefcase, some guy was holding in an alleyway. It's really, <sighs> yeah. I wish I liked this movie. I felt absolutely defeated. I mean, it takes a truly bad movie for me to watch it and then pass out afterwards <laughs> because of exhaustion. <laughs> I think that is truly the mark of a bad film for me, but God damn Trevor, I am glad that you at least managed to get to five out of 10. Like that is truly impressive for me. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. You grasped for some straws in there and those straws at least carried you through. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not even trying to be a dick. I'm literally saying I wish I could undo this experience. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to end this off by naming uh, <laughs> movies that are better than this. In my opinion, space jam, Looney Tunes back in action, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Is that is that an animation in the Garfield? Garfield maybe, two, maybe Cool World. I don't know. I haven't revisited mm-hmm. it in a long time. That movie's a little upsetting though. Yeah, Cool World aged weird. <laughs> it's terrible, but still better than this. Who framed Roger Rabbit though? I mean, that's that's the crown jewel, the gold standard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an unassailable classic. Um, if you're listening to this and you have children, show them Who Framed Roger Rabbit instead. That's all, folks. <laughs>